All right, welcome guys to another episode of the Army and Time podcast. And for the last like 45 minutes, I've been talking to <laughs> to Alex over here from um, AWWC, but you guys know him. You guys probably know more about him than myself. So um, <laughs> how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Just wanted to chop it up with you. It was a cool little 45 minute session we had. <laughs> yeah. off topic. But, yeah. Hey, man, I'm like, you know, I've been out of the army for like five years now, but it's like, I feel like I never left, you know, just because of all the stuff that I've been doing, like with veterans and stuff like yeah. that. Um, or being, you know, being at the working in a federal job now, too, it's kind of like, yeah, it, it never left. Like, I feel yeah. like I never left. Bro. Yeah, no, I, man, I hear that all the time, man. It's like people really feel pretty especially when they come back to work as contractors, whether it's civilians in the base or they're working for, for, uh, for the VA or, you know, law enforcement, law enforcement in the base or whatever it is. Um, they just feel like they never left. Uh, the only difference, man, is you don't have to wake up and do PT um, information. True, <laughs> yeah, that's true. bro. <laughs> like every now and then I still go through those messages. Like even um, like when I told you, like I, I worked at Nellis for a year, and yeah. I had to like, I had to remove myself from the group chat. And I'm like, oh, or they would ask me, are you, hey, uh, you're going to be on this detail, blah, blah, or it was like a presidential detail. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't worked you get, for you guys for like two weeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I know it's been quiet at roll call. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know it's been quiet at PT. Yeah. Like, like, they try to make us go to PT and I just show up. I'm like, I'm not doing that. You guys yeah. are in the airport. This isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. I'll tell you, you know what's crazy is um, I was in Alaska before here, and uh, dude, I don't know what it is. I was telling you, I'm from Puerto Rico. I can't handle that much cold. It's too mm -hmm. much, you know, too much for me. But I don't know what it is. People like fucking Alaska. And when I first got there, I knew Alaska had a lot of military people. Mm -hmm. But I thought, I always thought like the most retirees are in like texas or florida i don't know mm -hmm. and um but it's alaska the most military retirees are in alaska and yeah. dude, everywhere you go is is a retiree so how are you gonna feel like you left the army if you it, it's i mean you're surrounded by by people that yeah. was in the military so like <laughs> it's it's crazy but up north in fairbanks is the army base mm -hmm. so that's where the army people are at and but the airborne unit is down in Anchorage, which is where the Air Force people are at. Mm -hmm. And so there's more Air Force people and Air Force retirees down in Anchorage. But the crazy thing is the people up north like it more. Mm -hmm. I don't understand because it's like 30 degree difference. Like when it's negative 20 in, in Anchorage, it's negative 50 in Furbanks. Yeah. So I don't understand how they like it that much, man. But it's, I don't know. It's, they like yeah, it. Yeah, my first, I, my last first sergeant that I had, um, he had just, uh, he, he met his wife in Alaska. Um, he went back to Alaska yeah. and he was in that, uh, he was in, he was in AWG for a long time. Yeah. So like, he was real, like real, real good dude. Taught me like a lot of stuff that like I do now for AWC. Like, uh, like I learned from his mentality, just having all these conversations with him. Um, it's funny. Cause he, I don't think he liked my ass. Like he always thought I was like super sketchy. <laughs> He's like, um, like, yeah, man, I was getting phone calls. You know, uh, like I had a right there off, off of um, where uh, the bluffs. So I used to, yeah, yeah. Bluff, right? and then uh, see, this is, this is why I, like, I wanted to do a chop it up with you, man. Because, like, like you, you probably live in Manhattan or whatever, right? No, not right now. I live on post. 
You live on post? I'm sorry. I live on post, dude. dude no, they, they redid all the housing. So this house is oh, brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. They just it's redid like, it. Yeah, super nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but like I lived at the Bluffs for like a little bit and there was this gas station or a uh, car wash that was there. Yeah. But it was a cash only car wash, dude. And <laughs> I had like, I remember I was like, the lady always hit me up. She's like, all right, um, can you come in uh, to pay your bill? And she was used to like, everybody that was living there was like, you know, like they were pogs. Like they weren't yeah. like, like they were like poke pose, not like, um, you know, all the people that you see like working out the gym during the day, you're like, <laughs> why are you here? Like, yeah, you're always doing PT. Like, you know, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. Um, those like kind of pose. And that's all she was used to. She was never, she was never used to like, um, like people coming by to like, um, what do you call it? Cause most of the guys that care about their cars, they went over to that junction city one and, you know, yeah. wash it by hand or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. and champions. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a uh, cash only. And she called me to try to come pay my bill. I'm like, lady, I'm in the field or whatever. And she thought I was like trying to dodge her. And I'll tell my girl to go pay it and stuff like that. But it was like never consistent. And then like she called my first sergeant and she was just like, she like knew the number and everything. So like she called his office and she was just like, hey, um, you know, specialist or corporal McDonald, you know, they didn't pay for their former's bill. Or, and I was, I'm like, and so he always thought that was like super sketchy. He's like, man, you never pay your bills and blah, 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 stuff. But I soaked up all the knowledge that he had. And he, this dude would not. Stop talking about Alaska. He had all the wild parties. His wife was Air Force. Yeah. Um, bro. Like, yeah, he told me the same thing. He's just like, dude, you're going to want to go retire. And he, I think he's going to go retire there. Uh, and he, yeah. He's about to retire. I'm pretty sure he'll go back there. Like, I don't know. It's the people. I think they're going to go on the Air Force side. But, yeah. you know, if you like the outdoors, right? Or if oh, you like, because everything's set up there. Like, um, other sergeants that tell me that they were there they were like dude like we could gas the motor pool for our cars i'm like what like you did what <laughs> uh, yeah man ain't no so cold it's like negative 20 no one's gonna come out and stop you doing like ruining anything yeah. dude freaking i gotta say like when it comes to to like if you like outdoor stuff for sure like you're gonna love alaska and then the other thing is freaking military people are pretty solitary when it comes to like you know they don't after a while you know like obviously when you're private you're just in every mm -hmm. damn party but other than that you know it's pretty solitary so being around with like two three neighbors only it doesn't mm -hmm. bother military people so it's um it, i i can see and dude the fucking money that they get every year they make money out of that yeah shit. like dude it's crazy because all businesses know when that money's coming mm -hmm. so they know so they start they start fucking putting commercials out like hey we know you got your money come spend it yeah. here <laughs> freaking yeah they get like 20 grand like a regular you know three four person family they get about, about 20 grand uh, some years more some years less mm -hmm. but dude that's every single year so you know i, I mean i get the appeal but it's just man for me it's just two months of uh of summer and everything else being winter is just not enough yeah. for me, man. it's not enough for uh, yeah. because it's like i know i like i say that but i you know i still lived that you know i still lived in like topeka lawrence and all that stuff for like another three or four years after yeah. so i don't do all those brutal winters bro like <laughs> like my son i was i was out for like a like a year or two yeah my son was born at uh you know at the, at the hospital on yeah. base because i knew yeah. i knew i was like I can go to an outside hospital, have to deal with TRICARE, or we just go on base to a new hospital and everything is super nice. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I didn't have to pay anything. It was just like a couple signatures, and that's it. I'm like, yeah. that's what I do miss about like being in the, got to worry about any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, nah, for sure. And that hospital is nice as hell right now, man. It's I went by today. Yeah, they're deep and, back, and, man. It's legit. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I saw, I went by today, and I saw like two, three people from from work um from division like eating there and i'm like what are you guys doing here like yeah because the the meal card works there and yeah like, the breakfast is really good um and it's funny because like that would be the spot that we would go because nobody else would go everybody would go to like everybody <laughs> would try to go to contigny yeah or, yeah. Like, or they would be like oh yeah let's go to the the airfield there used to be one in the airfield that was open like um during their hours but i think they stopped that one yeah. and it was like a gym off near the airfield too that like the special forces would use or sfas would use yeah. um but they they stopped that little snack bar thing that they had um and it continued kept closing down because all the ratings yeah. are like bro, <laughs> like it was so bad but the food was so good like yeah um but yeah like we, we'd go to the hospital and for lunch we'd go over to um the golf course yeah and like that was like that was the spot and then I think they closed the golf course one for like a little bit. Um, or like the last year that I was there, I was like, man, this is fun. The chicken tenders, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> chicken tenders. Yeah. Course, yeah, it's open now. It's open now again. They, um, so the golf course now is like freaking, was it still a golf course when you were here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah still it's, a golf it's, course. It's, it's not a golf course anymore. Mm -hmm. So they, they use the, the roads as like run trails. And then they mm -hmm. have like, an area for archery they have an mm -hmm. area for like freaking climbing like rock climbing wall rock climbing they have mm -hmm. another area for like i don't know some ninja warrior stuff like <laughs> yeah. some weird shit all around and they just that's how they keep oh and uh disc golf oh, but okay. the but the cafeteria is, is still there and is open okay yeah yeah um yeah, because I used to go, I used to spend a lot of time on that side of the base because, um, like, especially, like, when I was, like, uh, not, like, yeah, go, like, I was part of Ghost Platoon, like, the last eight months. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time there because we had to go to the hospital or they would send, like, the the VA people that were on base, um, like, liaison officers, like, all our officers were over there. So, like, and I would just go work out at that gym because it's, like, it's a really nice gym, right? Yeah. Um, And... They had, they had the indoor pool, the indoor track. Everything was nice at that gym. All the they actually had classes. So when you go there, you're like, like, oh, I signed up for yoga. Oh, yoga actually exists here. Whatever. <laughs> you go, you go to any other gym, we're like, like we don't know what yoga is. It's, like, it's on your schedule. Like, you're trying to come to yoga for like two months. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking crazy. But here, man, I, I don't know if this, it was like this when um when you were here, but they have this thing called um bro time yep and freaking <laughs> and then now they have another thing called victory wellness and mm. both things happen so they alternate basically per week so every week you have a day that you don't do pt um you don't do like freaking like you come into work at 9 30 or yeah. whatever or leave it's early supposed to be work. sergeant's time right that's what they used to call it but then it's just bro time for the whole division yeah so now what they do is that time is supposed to be for you to like like take your kid to school but again do shit like that 
but then you have to hit like classes on like MRT or so you know, mm -hmm. like resiliency yeah. training or something like that, or do yeah. something that is like team building and yeah. shit like that. And I'm like, I'm like, damn man, I feel like we do more shit together here than I have done in my whole military career. Yeah. But uh but yeah, like I feel like every single fucking week I'm like I tell my wife, I'm like, well, we, we're gonna go eat lunch as a as an office or fucking breakfast or something and she's like damn like you guys go out a lot i was like yeah it's just the damn all the yeah, damn uh, what's that diner that's off of um, mm. um stacy's yeah stacy's yeah 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 like everybody would say that oh we're gonna go to stacy's whatever it was yeah. in i hop or something else like, yeah 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 i was going to stacy's like i only went to stacy's like a couple of times and it's always yeah. like the senior ncos and like yeah. you had to show up we're like no we're going to stacy's do pt but we're not yeah. really doing pt yeah but anybody else that ever said it like e6 and below like yeah stacy's or whatever i'm like you gonna say stacy's i'm gonna get to the parking lot you're gonna be like hey we're at ihop or we're at <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, assholes <laughs> dude hey yeah. stacy's on a rally for five or in uh lived in Jackson city for five years bro yeah um, yeah never ate at stacy's like more than two times <laughs> dude i'm yeah, telling you man. it's freaking crazy but yeah uh, I, I got all my tax in uh in Jersey city even though i tell you not to but um uh like i know there's like a little bit of beef right now so anybody that's from the junction city for Raleigh, manhattan area and you get tattooed at either junction city tattoo or patriot tattoo um hey both both shops are awesome i've been tattooed by both guys <laughs> I know there's that beef my boy logan tony's Shout out to Logan Tony's. If you're gonna be listening to this, yeah. um, you know, shout out to Godfrey. Godfrey's real cool people's, but you know, like half my body, like my family's body, like uh, all got tatted up by a Jersey City tattoo, and also by a Patriot. Like you'll be fine either, man. Don't don't fall into that trap, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody else. Like there's only a few people in the entire world that can give you a sleep in four hours. Like, yeah. Like, like all, all my stuff, bro, all my little pieces are like one session, man. People were just Bam. like, they're how many sessions, bro? I'm like, uh, oh, this one, this one was a, uh, was two hours by Rick. Like, <laughs> did this in like a, in like a 90 minutes or whatever. And they're just yeah. like, what? Like, like while they're, I have like sleep, it goes all the way down. They're like, oh, how long yeah. take to do that? I'm like, oh, about three or four hours. Oh, but like, how many times did you have to go? I just went that one time. Like what? Like they're wizards, yeah, that's man. crazy, man. They're they're wizards. I, I I I've never met anybody like either of them two that tattoos like that. Uh, I met or I met one dude in Thailand that could do that. Um, those kind of sessions, and there's another. There's a girl from LA. She's like Russian or something like that, but she tattoos the same way too, where she can do like a whole sleeve. And there's like one or two Chinese dudes in LA. And it's like it's not it's not like it's a pretty rare skill just being able to do full on art. Yeah. a few hours or like oh, some yeah. guys call it crap out session do like eight hours mm -hmm. full back what the heck yeah but no yeah that's 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 rare man like freaking because yeah no four hours like a whole sleeve that's that's rare man yeah but it's like it's kind of crazy because ever since they opened up shop um both places opened up shop like four or five years ago i know for dash sure there's like way everybody's getting inked up at those spots like yeah it's yeah. like some people might go to Black Mammoth, right, or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's weird how like because um, I watched it happen. Once those shops opened up, I was always kicking it with them and stuff like that because they're from Cali. They're yeah. Uh, I grew up um like near both of them, 
So when it came to Kansas, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you fools doing here? Yeah. They're trying to retire. But then we came here and we, they tattooed a whole platoon of uh, artillery dudes. Like, you know how those guys, those yeah, like yeah. fat guys, man. Those yeah. Like, artillery dudes, man. Those guys are way too hua for like the army. Man. Yeah. And like, they, they have like the most IG complaints and they're so super yeah. toxic, but like, they, they just love being artillery. Yeah. And this, this platoon, um, like the, like, like i think rick or drew they both came traveled over here drew came first and he's like hey man i just made like 12 grand in like two days you need to come here man i need your help i can't tattoo like 30 dudes by myself whatever so like i think two weeks straight they i think they made like maybe like 40 or 50 grand in like two weeks or God something like that damn and like um and feel each other guys are super hula to take care of each other and all that stuff super motivated but they like if you want messages to like spread around bro like it's like artillery guys like i feel like they know they know everybody they know how to party yeah um like my whole career like if i want to go party and have fun you just find an artillery dude find a fister like (laughs) i guess that's why because they're they're fisters right like in the name yeah Yeah. and like dude so they spread the message let everybody know and and these these dudes have been booked since 2017 bro like yeah. 2017 2018 like pretty much almost always booked like then they worked they used to work seven days a week type of deal you know yeah. um they're like the good dudes like good dudes from cali ain't never met anybody like them if you guys are from you know the yeah. riley airport riley footprint man recommend both tanzillo's awesome barbershop um uh, the making homeboys that both work there uh they because they cut my hair for like a decade so yeah 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 it's funny because um when godfrey opened up his shop he was like he said he's gonna pick up uh hire some barbers and stuff like that i'm like, all right cool man We're, whatever bro he had like some random girl in there and one other dude and then one day i just went in and i was like oh shit you work here now bro yeah man i forgot to tell you or whatever i was like is that what you meant when you texted me that you got a new spot now that you're a new spot but, yeah yeah man tenzillo's pretty legit like you know waitlist is forever too it's like yeah. all the good spots like in Jackson city like it Jackson city is like one of those places where i always feel like um they tell you not to go to places whatever like oh don't go there like don't go don't go off post and get a tattoo don't go to this dealership but i'm like these are the best dealerships by base like they actually yeah. do take care of you you know yeah, yeah yeah so um the one by the bluffs that's a good dealership the one um yeah uh laird noller like i like, did take care of people man yeah. even though people are just like don't go to laird noller don't go to a dealership off base i'm like nah man these people know they need to take care of people so yeah yeah go over yeah yeah i think it, i think it's mainly it's it's probably people that have been in other bases and they just got that mentality of like oh you can never do anything right outside post so they get every base they go they say the same thing don't go outside mm-hmm. Don't go right there, whatever. They don't know. They don't know the difference. They just, they just say it, repeat it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. And it, it's crazy because I was there was a guy that was in Alaska with me who PCS here with mm-hmm. me, and uh, and he had been here. This was his first duty station. Mm-hmm. So, um. Then he spends his whole career, you know, going to different places, comes back here <laughs> at the same time as me. And uh, we're processing together. And he's like, man, 
this shit, there's a lot that has not changed. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what to say. This is yeah. my first time here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot, like a lot hasn't changed, but then there's a lot that has changed. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I'd go back, man. Like, um, like I would go live in Manhattan. Like, I yeah. like Manhattan. Yeah, um, Manhattan is nice. Manhattan's I lived nice. in uh like Topeka, man. That's like 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 if I was talking to Simba, right? I'm Mufasa, like Topeka is that shadowy place like you're never supposed to go to man like, <laughs> i'm like i learned how to be a cop like everything that i know now from that place uh, i used to work for the city and yeah. then i went to work for the state but the state uh headquarters was in topeka because it's yeah. the capital right yeah and like man that place is like that place is ghetto man <laughs> it's like and and i remember uh they they had a hard time retaining people because they wouldn't lift the thing to where like um, if you worked for the department or for the county, you you couldn't live outside of, the, of Shawnee County. So uh, like people wanted to live in Lawrence. Like I don't want to raise my family in Topeka. I don't raise my family yeah. in this part. And like like Lawrence is nice. Like I yeah, yeah, Lawrence from, is nice. Yeah, like uh, like you're and I lived like dude, I live on campus, bro. Uh, yeah. And but listening, I didn't, it's like live right across from the last <laughs> part street of uh, I live right across. Um, I live off Eleventh of and Louisiana. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I was supposed to, but yeah, uh, <laughs> rent, rent was really cheap. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I just got I just gotten hired as as a as a federal LEO, and uh, pay wasn't that great yet. And yeah, <laughs> my uh, my roommate was a he was a state cop, and he's like, I'm not living in Topeka, bro. Like he he got his final offer from uh from Topeka police. Yeah, and that he was waiting to see if they would like really make him move. Yeah. And his whole family's in Lawrence and all that stuff. And like his family grew up in Topeka. Like they were all involved in like all the bad stuff, whatever. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to go live back in Topeka yeah. or whatever. They're like, well, you have a year or you have two years to like move or whatever. And, you know, and he's like, I'm not moving back to Topeka. Yeah. And they're like, but, but in two years you have to, he's like, I'm not. So he, like, he, he just rejected the job. Yeah. And he, I think he's like a, he's like an area manager, a regional manager for Amazon now. Like, yeah, I feel like they lost out. Like he was a good yeah. high school dude, but um, I remember Tim telling me he's like, dude, like Lawrence is nice, it's, it's, our spot is nice, whatever. You know, if I want to go to the grocery store, it's right there. I ain't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. Everything's here. It's like in Topeka, it's only like you live on the on a nice part of town, or like if I, you know, it's like the Manhattan side of town, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like it's shitty. I'm like, yeah, man. I I feel you, bro. Um, when I got a chance to move away, you know, work for a different agency. Like Lawrence is a spot. Um, Overland Park was really nice too. Like, yeah, yeah. And everywhere west. Like I would go back to, like I'd probably do something in Junction City, like business wise or whatever. Because yeah, you know the money's going to be there and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's definitely one of the places I would go back to. Haven't gone to like, like live near military bases before. Like even though I was right at one duty station, yeah. but now as a civilian, you know I work near this duty base or I work on this duty base. And I'm like, yeah, I'd go back. I'm in yeah. Vegas now, and I'm just kind of like, man, I go back to Kansas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I gotta say, man, like Fort Riley is pretty. I like Fort Riley. Like I like this area, um, and uh, we always in Manhattan, so yeah, you know, it's it's not far. So it's freaking twenty minutes from the house, you know, which mm -hmm. includes freaking driving fifteen miles per hour on base. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's pretty nice, man. Dude, so 
before we uh we we keep going <laughs> hey it could it could just be a session like hey just you yeah. know catching up with alexandros or whatever <laughs> reminiscing <laughs> with alexandros <laughs> sure man but um what got you into watches were you in, into watches when you were in the military or after you um, i was uh like so my first really really nice watch was a glycine uh big day cursory um my biological dad yeah he was really into like railing and stuff like that yeah um, but the person that got me into thinking about like uh watches as tools was um he was a he was a brigade commander first brigade commander i want to say colonel hayden he had like red hair um kind of a shorter dude okay dude he um he wore a submariner um on wrist and I just remember, like, uh, I had to drive him for uh, drive for him for something, because uh, I always volunteered. Like, whenever, um, whenever uh, brigade needed something, because I I learned yeah. how to talk to people because of the shops, right? I used yeah. to drive for sergeant majors, I used to drive for colonels and stuff like that. So, like, rank, like, even as I get out now, like, even as a civilian now, like, rank doesn't do anything for me. I'm just like, yeah. I care about what you can actually do. Yeah. But I remember driving him a few times, just talking to him in the field. Cause you know, I wasn't really worried about rank, but I'm like, Hey bro. But you know, I would ask him like, um, Hey sir, uh, I'm not sure wearing like, like, that's a Rolex, right? Yeah. And I've seen one like that clothes before. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I remember asking him like, you don't think like that's not going to get ruined. Like, is that super expensive? And knowing nothing about the market now or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure he bought it at retail for like, probably like four or five grand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> buying watches at like eighties and stuff like that. Like, now yeah. like knowing about watches now and on the market now i'm like yeah like just talking about investments and stuff in general um when i first deployed to iraq and kuwait um duty free like you know buying stuff duty yeah. free, bro like yeah like man like i could have had like five submariners and yeah i'm not <laughs> you know like sell yeah. them down and stuff like that right yeah yeah um but yeah just talking to him, he's like no these are tool washes you know um and I remember him talking about Tudor and like, and I remember seeing Panerai's, uh, so when I was working at BDSC at the diplomatic center, working at the embassy and uh, basically like what Woe always talks about, whatever, right? Yeah. And just realizing like, oh, like that's why they wouldn't let me to escape from all, because I had the first Garmin tactics yeah. and they're like, hey, like, hey, you can't wear that. Or, um, I think there was a Casio Pro Trek or something uh -huh, uh -huh. and had like a compass on it too. Yeah. And I don't, I remember like, uh, and it's like, it's not like a super real skiff room, right? It's just those little shoe boxes or cubbies, uh -huh. you know, about those little fobs that they got there. Right. Yeah. And I was I'm always like, I always remember like I walk in, I had to take off my, my Motorola radio, throw it on and I had to take off my watch, but I watched like, um, um, seal guys, um, that I saw out now I know I'm like damn they all had fucking panorize but everybody yeah. says the Navy was can't afford panorize but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every single dude that I saw was like that was a seal yeah um it's weird like all these like Hollywood seals they're like big dudes or whatever I all the Navy seals I met were shorter than me man yeah they're all like five yes. six five seven five yeah. nine and I yeah. remember they were dunking on me at the basketball court at, yeah. <laughs> at the diplomatic uh service center man I'm just like you know so obviously super athletic and all that stuff but yeah. more panorized and just having this conversation like the three conversations with this colonel um about watches and i was just interested man i was just like yeah or what's this kind of watch and he 
mentioned Tudor was for, was for divers and stuff like that. Um, just like every everything that I talked about, it didn't really register, right? I just kind of like, oh, that colonel wears a Rolex. Every time I saw him in the field, or every time I saw him somewhere, I always see him at the gym. You yeah. know, PTs, wearing a submarine. It was just weird, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I could always tell. And when I got my first license, I didn't know what an automatic watch was. Like, my dad was like, hey, man, this is for um, coming back uh, alive. <laughs> like, yeah. Come back from Iraq. And, like, it wasn't, like, anything crazy, but he was just like, oh, I think you need a nice watch or whatever. And then I, I was about to go deploy, not deploy somewhere. I, I did a lot of, like, TDY stuff. And yeah. then he was like, oh, you're traveling a lot, whatever. But he didn't give me a GMT. He gave me a, a, a tag pack uh, Carrera. It was, like, a silver uh, white dial. It was on bracelet. Yeah, and, like you already know how I feel about bracelets, even though I kind of still wear them now. Uh, the Tudor LHD just changed everything for me about bracelets, man. Like, yeah, I, like, it's that watch. I, mean, I just sold it today. Yeah, um, but I have some other stuff in the works that I want to pick up. Yeah, and like uh, I remember holding the tag. I was like, "This isn't the ugliest watch I've ever seen <laughs> my entire life." Uh, it was fancy like <laughs> yeah yeah. i never wore it dude like it just stayed um it just stayed like in the box like like again i know i think about lugs or whatever i kept wondering yeah. why my glasses would like stop working <laughs> and I, like yeah but when i wear it or i shake my arm it works <laughs> yeah yeah um, but like i you know i did wear that and i remember wearing it in the field like uh, on a field problem for like two weeks yeah. and just being astounded i was like you know like loom like, like hitting yeah, it with yeah, a flashlight yeah, 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 yeah um just all this stuff just like not clicking right until like what almost a decade later and stuff like that yeah but um but yeah i always wore the first carbon tactics dude that thing was i think it was dope man i like you can stick i could stick yeah. my arm out the window get like a 10 digit grid dude or yeah, the, yeah. the humvee is moving a little fast at least get like a like a six digit or like yeah, a four, yeah. you know and i'm like this thing is dope my first started always like um like dude that dude could do like land nav from like a little like a little paper bro like yeah i told you he, he was awg right so like they're really good at like all the small unit stuff yeah um they make all the and before the military like big big army gets like um anything conventional like for like new ibas or new iotbs yeah, yeah. or gen threes like they've already like done all the dumb stuff to like make sure like there's a process for us to understand it and stuff right yeah so it got me thinking like that and uh, like whenever like he would just be do he had like uh he's one of those weird dudes that like he had those little beads for like land nav uh-huh, and, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. you know like you like you hear about them but that dude like he was really good at it man and he was just like we we're at ntc i was there for like six weeks with <laughs> with his ass doing all these like runs with him and after a while he just gave up he was just like fuck it dude like it's like you can do what i'm doing in like 10 seconds or 30 seconds if like you know, like the sun's out or whatever yeah. and shit. Stick my arm out the window. Yeah. But yeah, like I swear by Garmin, dude. Um G Shocks, I feel like they're just really big. I I had like a bunch. Yeah. Um I used to work at Zoomies before uh um for the army, but I still kept my Zoomies discount because technically when they when I joined active duty, I was still covered under USERA, or that's what they thought. So I was still an employee. Yeah. And I was uh, an assistant manager. So like the discount's like 40% off. So uh, I, dude, I was 
taxing that discount like yeah for like four or five years man <laughs> going to zoomies but like all right cool. and hey you know uh you know like you know i'm active duty right now but you know uh i'm just manager can you accommodate me for this discount blah blah and yeah it's like i was buying like nixon's um like spy sunglasses yeah, all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. like nothing beat the oakley si discount so i just buy buy it from the oakley si but yeah yeah bro, i was like i had all like the cool the cool g-shocks that came out um yeah well like watches were definitely a thing but not in the way that it is now for me yeah no for sure i mean it was the same thing for me you know it was like <clears throat> you go through a lot of different ways because you know you start with a regular watch but then you mm -hmm. cross over to to smart watches and then you come back with like your garments and stuff and then you come back and and it's kind of like a give and take you know and, and mm -hmm. moving left and right and shit but it was it was about the same for me you know it was um it took a little bit to fall back into mainly using mechanical watches <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> so, um knowing what i know now like uh damn i was like i wish i had certain watches with me but my only claim to fame is like a glycine which is you know it's cool yeah um but hearing people like wanting to know like about my story or like all that stuff like nah man i was a garmin guy um garmin the g-shot guy like typical military and the only reason i i wore like a a watch because i was just curious as to how i wore and i never googled it either i was just like yeah like, I didn't even know what a real automatic watch was until like maybe like 2018, dude. Like, um, yeah, well, like uh, 2019, 2020, because I kind of sang in around that time. Yeah. Um, my boy, uh, my boy Taylor, uh, he's a cop too, and he, he would always like, uh, my boy Taylor <clears throat> and my, my other homeboy, Air Force guy, they'd always take all these cool pictures of your singings, and um, yeah, like I had like, I had already like. I was an Apple Watch guy at the time. Uh, <laughs> so embarrassing, bro. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just let everybody know, like, my dark secret. There's no pictures of it in my house or whatever, because I will never be able to live it down. But I'll just dress it down. I'm all like, <laughs> like, I got married in, like, 2015, but we didn't have our wedding until, like, 2018 or, um, yeah, yeah, 2018. And, you know, like, we did it in L.A. at a nice spot. And my wedding pictures like uh my boys uh my best man like is adjusting like you know helping me fix my cuffs and all that i'm wearing an apple watch on my wedding day bro. like that's <laughs> like ingrained forever it's on a leather strap and i yeah. thought i was like fancy bro you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. And that's like one of the things i like uh i got super drunk on my wedding day too but like yeah. if i go back probably get less drunk i probably yeah. put on a real watch dude like <laughs> and and to clear the air i i'll talk about this too i think when i was at the dod i would have an apple watch on me because when i was a city cop um i had the lte apple watches yeah, yeah. i wouldn't wear i'd wear, wear g-shock or um garmin when i was working um in the city but i would keep the an apple watch with me because i could use it as a phone or whatever as a phone yeah 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 and then my the guys on my shift like we had that little walkie talkie feature we'd like use it yeah. sometime um we'd all talk shit to each other because we we could see each other's like how many yeah. calories don't burn and all that stuff and we're like oh hey fat ass go go take some stuff you know yeah go, go, go get your steps in bro <laughs> um but i'll say this the i had it for like a month i think i only use it for like maybe like two or three weeks it's kind of yeah. big but the titanium apple watch is out now 
um it's it it's like if somebody came up to me if apple came up to me and they're like hey i get it bro like you're a tool watch guy but what would you want from an apple watch and everything they did to it i'd be like i want it on a cordura strap or a nato style strap yeah yeah uh, i want it to be made of something that's anti-corrosive i want it to have sapphire i wanted to have um to have at least i would have been like a week of battery life yeah because my garden had like a week of but the first garden had a week of battery life yeah i could charge it with me yeah and yeah. i would carry like a little um battery pack just to charge my uh garmin um because fort riley man he goes afield so much yeah um i think it's it was priceless having a garmin um but you can do that on apple watch too they have, oh make a kill switch they have a kill switch yeah. that you can program they have an infrared or you can like um put it to like just red text only and stuff like mm -hmm. that and it's an actual dive computer like i yeah. um we have a couple of guys working on like a decon nato for the apple watches yeah. um and my goal is to like be able to make make it like a to a mainstream product yeah um but since we brought the decons from uh the uk to the us it's gonna be a whole different redesign yeah, yeah. so the apple watch thing might be uh the apple watch titanium one might be a two a two piece but the thing that holds the straps on there like uh you have to cut that shit but it's actual titanium um like loops on it as well too like okay. they come off yeah but they're super it's like the tolerances are made super tight because i think it's like iso um like the minimum is like six three four five whatever if you want to make a dive watch mm -hmm. and that one is like the military's version of iso whatever it's like anti-dust anti-all kinds yeah. of stuff like like I'll, when i before i stand behind something i do all my research i you know like yeah um stay up late at night look you know live and breathe this kind of stuff right so just so i can be able to come to the table and be able to talk about anything um and that that new apple watch like uh, one of our, our pilot programs is kind of behind the scenes is like trying to come up with something that's actually just for that because i know a lot of guys are like hey just because the loops are titanium doesn't mean it's not going to pop doesn't mean it's not going to come off would you like a nato strap for that you know yeah probably would right so yeah and anything that's out there now is like just kind of whack or it does yeah. oh, it's head it's really really heavy it like flops around and stuff too yeah so yeah it's they are they're they're heavy they yeah pretty much it, it takes you to like the only options you have is basically what what apple sells you so yep, exactly being able and to it's have not some great it's not yeah. durable or anything yeah so like being able to have some something additional that you can you can put on and, and it's more durable and stuff like that is definitely definitely you have, you have a decon right yeah yeah and like if you take an apple watch silicone strap or like um other um fkm straps like you know, like pull on it and pull on it and you're like this isn't like resilient at yeah, all no, 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 no. like a, and you know what you know what cold weather does and stuff right mm -hmm. one of our deep ones um is on a garmin uh, seven the new seven series and yeah. it's in alaska right now and um yeah dude it's super resilient and the decon 2 is up there actually he's the first one that has a decon 2 materials whatever like when decon 1 came out dude i was already working on the decon 2 like yeah. i was already getting all the info and like like cody and tony which, and zach there's just like they're like you're fucking you're fucking crazy bro like yeah like, hey, 
this was always the goal or whatever like yeah it was always like you know it was always about the decon two or whatever yeah um and like i think three months into after our second drop i was like hey so for the decon three man i'm thinking they're like decon three like <laughs> the only been around for like 60 days or whatever i'm like like you know i get messages from guys in the field all the time um like why can't i say the stuff that i do about it like in terms of decon or like blood and stuff like yeah. that is because i got guys that like been in shootings with it i've got guys that yeah. like working the or with it you know and it's yeah. like first-hand knowledge and like i don't have to wait like for all these trials whatever i get everything real time i yeah. get everything I'm like or i just like hey dude what bothers you about this strap or whatever mm-hmm. like i was kind of it's kind of clunky or the hole that you cut for this isn't as like streamlined or whatever and i ask him like hey man you think if i took off four uh two millimeters on this side two millimeters on that side will it make a difference and i'm like Oh no, I don't think it will. I think it'll be all right, cool. Here's another one. Whatever. Yeah. With the with these little adjustments, stuff like that. Um that all this stuff that goes into it is all what I learned from my first sergeant made AWG. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I approach everything. Um yeah. and with Cody too, um Cody being, you know, a, uh he's officially retired now. You know, yeah. so former, former Green Beret, right? Like it's a that's like a flex for us, you know. Like yeah, yeah um cody just having come off active duty um tony before he got his investigator he's an investigator right now or something uh before he got his job he was like a dss you know state department yeah. uh, firearms instructor for like a long time um so he knows what like um ballistics will do to like watches and stuff like mm-hmm. that right because he he's one of those guys likes to like take apart movements and all that stuff so like my guys like had that that firsthand knowledge of stuff and then the fact that they're older than me, the fact that they've both retired and like they just happen to like these these niche items, their knowledge bank of stuff is kind of like um what do you call it? They have like all this knowledge and they can just transplant it, whatever, right? And I'm one of those like, uh, we can't if you know we don't need to fix it, but how can we make it better? And hey, this yeah. is a new style thing, but I'm like you guys, I did all this old school stuff before. You know, came in at the right time, did all this stuff, all this training or whatever. And I'm like, hey, this is a new new way to think of, uh think about this or whatever. Hey, this is what's happening now. Um that's why I like um GBRS, uh GBRS group, the way they approach things. Yeah. Uh, or Jake from saying in like because he has real time, real time shit, you know. Everybody yeah. that comes to that tells them about watches or tells them about like their pieces or whatever he wants to do. Like, like Jake thinks of things like a year in advance he plans his years in advance he had only been around since what 2018 or something like that um but just the way he um approaches business approaches training approaches like uh his mindset about stuff the way gbrs approaches stuff because um uh, cole and dj are big watch guys like yeah you no i watch them buy all the panorize that they have now <laughs> panorize dude yeah you know? and they got all like the nice rolexes um yeah dj had a yacht master um i've seen them wear like submariners and like their businesses they uh, they buy their watches it seems like whenever they attain something business-wise right um and they're around ballistic they do all the crazy shit that they did as seals you know, they still do like some of that stuff now, right? Yeah. They're still flipping out of like skydiving or still like shooting a bunch of rounds, doing all the hard, like, because they got to like, they, they still train people, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
the SEAL community, I feel like they really take care of each other even after service. Yeah. If some guys like um if some guys want to make a company for this kind of training, then they'll tell other SEALs about it and they're all like they'll make sure everything's still fresh, right? Yeah. Um, so I like the way they think about their products and that's why I bring all that kind of knowledge and everybody else's knowledge uh, to every product that we have, like every strap that we have, like there's like millions of hours of thought and knowledge, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Even from the one and the two, where to put the the moving keeper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have I have like a strap graveyard upstairs, just like all these straps that like didn't make it, right? The straps mm-hmm. that never that never were. And like even moving the the floating keeper, like this yeah. is like this is a three hundred dollar strap for like for yeah. no reason. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like it it looks cool, it has topo. You know, it's a good shade of, it's a one of the darker shades of um, olive, you know, actual ODG. Yeah. Um, and it looks good on almost every single wash that you put it on. Do I think yeah. it's worth 300 bucks? No. No. <laughs> no. Because you get the same thing, almost the same thing over at Prometheus Design for like 60 bucks. Yeah. But even this little floating keeper, like moving this, because I, I got that idea from seeing this. Yeah. Like, oh, that doesn't work that well. Let me flip them or whatever. Yeah, you know, so, you know the other companies do stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool, but your strap materials suck or whatever. Yeah, um, like every brand, like I have like good things to say about them and bad things to say. I use myself as a benchmark, um, because mm-hmm. I'm like just really rough with my stuff, man. Um, like like my knives, um, like my guns. Yeah, and because I'm just around metal and cars and stuff yeah, all yeah. the time, and the bang on stuff. So when I tell people like. Yeah, that's not gonna last that long. Yeah, I should probably wear NATO when you're when you're on duty. But you wore a bracelet, like yeah, like a couple of times. I wore a bracelet, patrol, <laughs> whatever, right? And yes, the one time I didn't wear a decon strap is when I got my panorama got spit on, like yeah, um, you know, like during a fight or whatever. Yeah, but I was telling people like, there's a lot of that that goes behind this. There's a lot of guys using our stuff, and you know, even like our shirts, man, like, um. A lot of guys like hated on Gildan or whatever, right? And yeah. I'm like, dude, Gildan, like we like shirts aren't as cheap as they used to be. I remember when I first got into this shirt, you know, this apparel game, like yeah, triple A shirts for like you know five for ten, then it became like three for ten, and now they're like, all right, then for a while they're like ten bucks each, and now they're like, they're like they're in their twenties now, man. Like yeah, margin for like um, profiting off of shirts, they almost force you to go overseas. They almost force you to go like china or whatever yeah because the margin's not there if nike's selling a shirt or like i'll use it like a sports bras whatever right it's like yeah uh a sports bra costs like 14 dollars a nike costs them like 10 cents or 30 cents to make yeah like, we're not gonna eat that like Mm-mm. we're gonna pay 14 dollars exactly. for one that's not branded we put our logo on it and we got to make money like it's hard everything's gonna be expensive yeah um so like that's why we're moving after all like the Royal Mail stuff and USPS kind of messing messing with us. We're moving the the decom program to the US, and yeah. my costs a little more. Might be a little bit cheaper. We're not hundred percent sure yet, but um, just building these partnerships with people because of Sangin. Yeah, um, like Sangin's really big on trying to do US made things or going to quality places to get stuff done, and you know certain pieces you'll see that are coming out pretty soon are like you know, little fixes here and there or mm-hmm. um, like these new overlords, 
They're yeah, coming out. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna mention the overlords. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what like there's all this proprietary stuff you can't really talk about because it's yeah. like NDAs or like you don't uh blow up anybody's connect. But yeah, if you're gonna buy an overlord, you're gonna see the quality of the case pretty top notch. It's yeah. what you will see from certain Swiss companies, yeah, uh, that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, that's why I got the Hydra, man. Like uh it reminds me. Um, for me, it feels like the IWC slash uh, um, Panerai because mm -hmm. it's like that's what it reminds me of. Can yeah. I say that the quality is the same? Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely the same. Like, and it's worth every penny. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of people who are like kind of hating on the price and all that, and I'm like, yeah, but well, this is a higher quality watch. It's a different watch too. It's mm -hmm. not the same. Like. People want and you like, to put people want you to put up a a a, a better product, twenty times better product for less price that you put it out before. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, dude, like <laughs> there's like, articles out there about Resco. Yeah, Resco watches are expensive, man. Yeah, but there's articles, you know, about Resco saying they're like, hey, these are made in the same places that um, Omega makes their stuff or Tudor yeah. or whatever, right? Um, yeah, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why. Um, almost all Resco automatic watches, I think, except their Chrono uses a valve fluor. But like having an ETA connect, like or an ADA connect, yeah, like that's that's a that's a big deal, man. Like, yeah, it is. ADA is really selective about who the like will yeah. supply, right? Um, that's why, like, if you can't get an ADA, uh, ADA connect, then you got to go to Salita, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like there's a reason why like companies like Resco can charge what they do because yeah your quality I've never owned a Resco like because everything is matte <laughs> like yeah everything uh, is matte live yeah. matte everything um I kind of want to buy a I think it's the Hoffman or Kaufman the Kaufman um, yeah I think it's the watch that resembles a watch from Jaws or something like that but the loom on it is like amazing I like the way it sits it's a cushion case diver yeah um, that's like one of the Rescos that I'm like yeah nobody knows about i also went through like a bunch of hamiltons and yeah i like hamiltons need to be built a little better yeah that's yeah yeah really all i could say about them it's like that's a good watch for the money i want to pay this much for certain models i'd go to uh yeah a place called our passion which is like our passion is an actual ad to to all my guys trying to get to like long jeans and all the like all those other like reputable brands, if you go to Our Passion, you'll see them at like outlet malls and stuff like that. They're an actual AD, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is there. Like, I think you even see like maybe Breitling or like they might know Breitling people, but uh, yeah, you see stuff for like 40% off. Yeah. I know because I'm waiting to get that uh that new GMT from Longines like, with the green bezel. Oh, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they have to wait like a year before they start getting like outlet models or whatever uh, yeah yeah but like okay cool i'll wait man like yeah. that's about to be like a and he's like 2500 bucks or whatever like that's about to be a 1100 watch in like a year i'll wait exactly yeah, yeah, yeah it looks cool though man like yeah um it's like uh somebody took like a the the green bezel from like grand seiko mm -hmm. or the green bezel from omega and then they got like that because i i had the herod's tutor um yeah. green bezel one I own that thing like three at least three times. It'll probably be a fourth time. I just keep it finally. But <laughs> it's a 
the reason I like it is because it's green, uh, the green that type, that shade of green, and it's also uh, it's got gold indices. It's like you know, yeah. super baller, baller watch colors and stuff like that. But the Longines uh, GMT Sport Zulu Timer, whatever it's called, it has the same the, the same aesthetic. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's dope. And I think it's like twenty five hundred bucks on bracelet. Like, yeah. And um, I think Longines went in house with that model like finally or whatever yeah i don't know the hype I'm, i still don't believe all the hype about in-house because as much as i love panerai panerai is the reason why <laughs> people don't trust people with like in-house yeah like, yeah like no, tutor, 100 <laughs> like when tutor went in-house like and then like covid stuff happened it was like um i've owned a tutor but there's yeah. like there's rumors out there right people are like oh yeah like loom falls off of tutors and you know, like i had a tutor that loom fell off like and yeah had to send it back had to get a refund they were able to get me another model um like straight away because they didn't want that you know they didn't yeah. want that anything um that word like word getting out about it but yeah, yeah. Dude, like um, like it happened um and like the whole panerai situation love panerai like mm -hmm. i'll like, probably even get another panerai in my collection because of like i like the aesthetic and because i saw because i got dunked on by like three navy seals that are like below five foot nine yeah, yeah. They're all wearing so maybe i'm just traumatized by it but uh, like when you see it on wrist like it's one of those if you know you know watches right yeah yeah 100 um, tudor L uh tudor lhd that's a if you know you know watch you know yeah. um i feel like all that like, you know a speedy is a speedy there's millions of speedies out there some mariners some mariner mm. but when you have like something special um it's kind of like oh oh hey what's that or that's different. Every single piece yeah. I try to own, I would like every three mainstream pieces, I'll get something that's like not mainstream. I'm like, like you see me like post stuff up or whatever, right? It's hard just being a CEO of AWC. Like, yeah, I got like, like I'll, I'll say this right now. Like, I want people to work to get their Rolex, but I want everybody to know once you get your Rolex, it is just a really high quality, luxury, fancy um tool watch it's monochrome dude like yeah, yeah it looks yeah. good with anything that you're gonna wear yeah you can wear that work with the nato or with arm bracelet whatever it's like it fits it's, it's just yeah. meant to be whatever um once you get the rolex everything else is gonna be better um like everybody expects you to have one but yeah. like like you and me talking about watches like we go show up to a meet with other dudes that like watches nobody cares if you have a rolex like <laughs> yeah yeah you know, <laughs> yeah nobody cares yeah, but you show up there with a Tudor LHD, or you show up yeah. there with like, yeah. Um, I have, you know, my my Bond Seamaster, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the shit people like. People get hyped over, right? Yeah. Or, um, what's that one that came out recently? Uh, bro, you show up to a watch with like with a Grand Seiko, bro. Like, yeah, it's game over, man. Um, yeah. I got my Grand Seiko the day I did uh that podcast with um with Dan from um from Timely Moments or Zulu Time. Yeah, and like. I, I remember talking to him and I was like, dude, I just can't wait to go pick up my watch. Like, yeah. I don't want to tell him, right? But um, I don't think he's owned a Grand Seiko, but I was so like excited yeah. over it. Um, and dude, like you've seen Grand Seiko as a person, man, like the quality. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a watch that people should be geeking over, dude. That's yeah. like, you hold a Rolex and you hold a like a Grand Seiko, uh, the SLG, whatever. They're, yeah. Or Submariner and you're like, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I'm a, you tell me like I'm a I'm a Grand Seiko geek, man. Like, 
I'm, I just, I fawn over every single Grand Seiko. Like my wife, she catches me like every now and then I'm like watching YouTube videos about Grand Seiko. And she's like, man, you're mm -hmm. watching that damn video again. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, and like I, my wrist is, I got like a seven, seven and a quarter wrist. So like, yeah. it's too small for like a lot of big watches, yeah. but it's too big for the watches that I would actually want. Like a 39 millimeter you know black bb58 i wish i could yeah. wear that and it will look good or like the, that new 37 the, the mm -hmm. 54 that came out that's 37 yeah, yeah. meters yeah i think it looks nice dude it like, does look nice man and like i make fun of people for having small wrists but i i'm just <laughs> jealous bro like i wish i could wear like a 36 millimeter yeah. just or whatever yeah. it'd be cheap for me you know yeah uh, like I always tell Zach, I'm like, dude, you're so blessed that you have a small wrist. Dude. <laughs> Don't let these dudes make fun of you, man. Like, uh, like Tony has like an eight inch wrist or whatever. Yeah, like damn. Yeah, yeah, dude. He is like, buff. He is buff. Yeah. When I made the first decon strap, dude, I had to accommodate Cody and Zach, their small ass wrists, and yeah. Tony's big wrist, <laughs> and uh, one of the other founders, um, Gilmar Garcia. Yeah. Uh, me and him have the same wrist size, but he don't. He doesn't have um a flat top. Like I got okay. flat top. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like certain big watches I can like pull off and like because like we trade watches and stuff, right? And I don't have to adjust the bracelet when he sends it to me and stuff like that. I'm sending him yeah. um my 41 millimeter uh no wave uh seamaster. Yeah. Uh, love that thing because it's one of those if you know, you know exactly, watches. Yeah. And um like I, I told him because he we're trading, uh he wants to sell or trade his vertex uh MP45. And that's like a 40 millimeter, but it's like on the bigger yeah. side of a millimeter. Um, one of our founders the other day, uh, Brooks, he was saying, he was like, man, like love to love really matters. I'm like, yes, yeah. love to love really matters. And some watches, I admit, like you got to wear it on bracelet. Um, if you wear the that uh, GMT, the one that I had, I sold to one of our plank owners. Yeah. If you wear it on a NATO, it looks weird. It looks like a little, it looks like a turtle. Just sitting yeah, yeah. little, little major turtle, but if you wear it on bracelet, everything because I think the lug the lug is like under 50, and yeah. it just looks awkward if you are not wearing it on bracelet. So yes, bracelets are okay. But <laughs> Grand Seiko watches, they're all like they're all thick, man. They all sit weird. And yeah, there's one of the watches where even some of their their uh you know, their their version of Submariner, it's like 43 yeah. or 45 millimeters, right? Really. Yeah. It's a big thick watch. So yeah. I think the smallest version of the other one is like 43.5, and then mm -hmm. the other ones are like 45. Yeah. And like when I had the that recent one, I was like, You're telling me they just started going thinner? Like everybody was raving. They're yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, it's like it's 40.5, and like you know, everybody caring about millimeters, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. And then they're like, Oh, it's thinner now. I'm like what was it before like i'm yeah. afraid to see yeah. what it was before yeah. you know what I'm which is crazy because i'm always like damn like japanese people really like fucking huge watches they're, they're not huge fucking people like yeah, dude. <laughs> i don't get it like, I, don't, I don't understand like who like who wears these like what's the market yeah. for them it's, dude. it's it's like where you know well tudor's the same way right like their thinnest watches uh, yeah. is 58 yeah whatever but if you look at the the black bay chronograph like it's like wearing a Grand Seiko. It's like, yeah, they stick. Yeah, they like, bro, I, I, are you sure it's not a Breitling? Yeah, <laughs> Breitling, like old Breitlings are like forty-four millimeter, uh, but they're like eleven millimeter thick. Yeah, 
like you like have an older brain and you're looking you're like I, I just got an older i bought one the other day or yesterday um killer deal the on a on a black steel avenger gmt2 yeah um, the black steel series i think they only came out with three or four uh models and like a hundred of each or something but it's like a it's like a brushed pvd almost like gunmetal it's like mm. what they try to like i think it's what they use in their black watches now like the okay. black steel was like the trial run and i had a super ocean black steel and a, an avenger gmt um that i just bought and it's at 43 millimeters and i remember like i was kind of like hesitant i'm like oh will it be like the super ocean because the super ocean is like 44 millimeters that yeah. thing even looks weird on a nato strap but you can't wear it on this so you had to wear it on the rubber that it comes with yeah and i was like but i remember when i got it i was like yo this thing's like 12 millimeters or it's like super thin like so it's like a brailing is like super thin but yeah. then the lug, lug is like huge and then the the lugs are so aggressive on the side uh -huh. and like that little bit of overhang so like that's yeah. why i always tell him like you have a big wrist man like you can wear like that's why he has he has a 47 millimeter panorite yeah like, you can rock it that's <laughs> yeah. why I like the dudes from gbrs they're all like yeah like six foot and above and, yeah uh, yeah they can rock all the 47 millimeters panorize yeah like, yeah. The, yeah like i mean if i was a big dude or wrist a little bit bigger i'd probably rock those too um it's deceptive i wore a 42 millimeter panorai guys like and i look even look kind of big on my wrist and yeah. i kept pushing it to people i was like dude get the submersible get the 42 submersible like, no panorais are big i'm like no nah, man this is smaller than a breitling yeah and then, you know people actually see it in person i sent it to a couple of the found tony ended up buying it and he was just like this is perfect size i'm like yeah man well like, yeah, i told 42, you 42 is not bad and the way they they the way they shape is, is mm -hmm. that's a good size um, for them i'm like tony was talking smack about panorama before dude and like <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because i he east coast dude he's from new york right? he's from buffalo new york uh gilmar's <clears throat> from miami and like they both call it like uh Paneris, they're like all these Paneris, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, it's funny because both East Coast dudes are saying that stuff, and then now they say it properly, or whatever. But I remember telling Tony, I'm like, bro, you Italian? How you not like you like dive watches and you're Italian? How yeah. do you not like? Uh, he's he's a big like Rolex guy too. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I was like, you know, like Rolex helped Panerai with their whole dive program, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like a big thing, bro. Like, how do you not own one? He's like, oh, like. I don't know, man. It just doesn't appeal to me. Sending my watch, like, I had, like, I think, like, seven or eight watches at the time. Yeah. So, like, as I'm, like, when I have, like, too many of something, um, I used to be all about black watches, but, like, when I got the, the Fuck'em Seiko, yeah. Uh, love that thing, dude. It's actually, people think it's a, a Submariner clone yeah. or whatever. I think it's more, like, close to a Sea Dweller, um, the red letter Sea Dweller, um, the actual true Fuck'em. Yeah, and, dude, I had seven, six or seven brushed divers <laughs> with black bezels and black dials. Yeah. And like, and I was just like, all right, this is just the same thing now with extra steps. And yeah, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So I started sending a watch out, like all like, oh, hey, bro, try this. Why I sent the fucking sacred to Zach. I was like, I love this thing, man, but they're just, I have too many like of these yeah. watches. The Grand Seiko, I end up selling it, whatever, because yeah. Man, my, my collection is starting about to be the same again, but it's, <laughs> now they're like, it's all like a stainless bezel. Stainless watches, bezel, yeah. Like dials. Yeah. Uh, so like, because there's this uh, IWC that I want and I'm like, man, if I go buy it, like 
I'm just gonna have like two or three of the same watch. The same and watch, then the, yeah. the vertex that he uh, Gilmar is sending is also, you know, stainless bezel watch. Stainless bezel. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> it's damn like his damn trend is happening again. Um, so oh, yeah. what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna send his hydra out to uh to Joey. Um, yeah. like he does all of our fulfillment. He takes care of all the straps now. He's the he's our logistics chief, and people yeah. be hitting him up about their orders and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, I know you guys are used to me in a second group and being super approachable, but I can't answer a hundred messages a day. Yeah, like yeah, dude, it gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I like, told him, like, hey, dude, just email, and then um, like, oh yeah. So the reason that we had to like change our decom program too is because dude, USPS lost thirty percent. Or like twenty or thirty percent of our packages. God, so if you had pre-ordered, if you pre-ordered in November, um, and between November and like the first pre-order in January, I think like thirty percent of those orders were like lost. If say it was like a hundred <sighs> sold, like uh, USPS lost twenty or thirty, and they were never scanned in. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Like we got like so where I live at is still considered our rural. Um, yeah. Because it's outside of like uh it's in the county of Clark County. It's not yeah. as big as actual. Yeah. So the people that work at this um they don't have permanent um couriers for USPS. Got it. And yeah, like some college kids that don't care. Like we had yeah. a guy that like he wouldn't scan anything. He'd like he'd put everything in his truck and he'd get to like the depot and then like he was just like, Oh, let Jesus take the wheel, man. Like God, throw, throw all the all the packages inside, like whatever. And then maybe it would it would get scanned at the depot. Um yeah. I would get uh like a, a notification like two days later that it finally made it to like the main Vegas hub or whatever. I'm like, nah, bro, like and hey, you ever try to file a complaint with USPS, bro? It's just like yeah, hey, it's like talking to a wall, dude. Like they don't care, they're not gonna help you. Yeah. And it took like all the sm- like the mom and pop businesses around here, like a good like six weeks or seven weeks because they all got involved because they got affected too by yeah. how bad the service was. They made inquiries, started complaining. Got like like city hall couldn't help. Um, we had to like actually all individually go down, file claims down at the main hub, like for all of Las Vegas, and then it finally I think either that dude got fired or whatever it was, and like. I ain't doing that to my customers anymore, dude. I felt like so yeah. bad, man. People were hitting me up like, hey, man, where's my strap? And, and you know, our stuff isn't cheap because a lot of it's yeah. either made in the UK or made in the US. Um, like even our Nalgene bottles, man, made yeah. in the US, right? Yeah. Um, like, so it'll be, you pay the premium for the US stuff and you pay the premium for us being a nonprofit. Everything's like a donation. And yeah. like, we like, like, I, yeah. like, oh, like how are you successful? Well, I'm in, I'm in the business of making a lot of money and also actually really giving it away. Yeah. Like, oh, like, you just pay your guys pretty well. Like, no, nah, all my guys are like pretty successful in their jobs. And um, we just do this <laughs> for free. free. <laughs> um, Dude, I'll tell you what, though. That Deacon strap, man, like the you were talking about the resilient, there's resiliency on it. Like that's a understated freaking part of it, man, because like it's hard for me because like a lot of times I fall in between sizes mm-hmm. and then one will be too loose, one will be too tight. But that deconstruct man, it, it the stretch is so good. I can go to the tighter one and never feel it on my wrist. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's the goal. Supports man. Watch. It supports watch. Oh yeah, like 100, a, 100 like a heavy CMAS, like because you have a white dial CMaster, right? Yeah, I have the I, I I have put it on my white dial CMaster on the Gypsy, which the Gypsy is a hefty watch. The Gypsy mm-hmm. same yeah, it's is 40, a hefty watch. Forty-four millimeters, I think. Yeah, and that's hefty, and it's mm-hmm. it's it, you know like um it, it it's just there, man. Like it's it's tight on it. It doesn't fucking move. Never had an issue. I've done fucking PT. I've done fucking everything on it i never had an issue so it's a it it's funny because the decon was supposed to be our uh our like entry levels or like yeah our our secondary strap we're we're going to come out with a cordura kind of like this maybe i can't call it sailcloth because sailcloth isn't actually waterproof yeah yeah cloth into stuff and it'll like it'll hold water like that's how crazy i am about this kind of stuff um the tack one is supposed to be our premier strap yeah but when i made the tack one it was always going to be about the tack two right like yeah you know, who's never about this bro <laughs> yeah. um because so when i had the tack one in mind um i was just about i was pretty close to getting my first panerai um at that point the 683 because i had a no date sub um sold that and got into a what did I get into? I got into uh like the my four art my no date sub that I have now, um, which after like uh life stuff happened, being able to sell a Rolex right away, man, that's like that's the best thing about Rolex, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. <laughs> being able to sell a Rolex, like I like I shit you not, man. Um, I sold my like if you know like worst comes to worst, whatever. If something happens in your life, right? Yeah. Are you able to are you able to get us like 10 stacks, you know, in 24 hours, right? Yeah. Like a Rolex can do that. And yeah. Like I proved that. Like I just I told guys like uh, when I first sold my no date uh, when my girl got sick. Yeah. Um I like uh, I asked like a bunch of people and they're like, Oh, I'll, I'll take this for it, I'll give you this much cash, whatever, and all that. And then I went to um what's that company? Not Chrono 24, um uh Crown and Caliber. They okay. gave me an offer within an like an immediate offer, and they just confirmed it within 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, the, the market was pretty crazy at the time, so I I was in on that thing for like 95, and I sold it for like 11 to nice. to Crown and Caliber, bro. Like yeah, there and it was like 11 G's just like that. Um, yeah. Within within 24 hours, confirm check heading my way. Like, yeah. It's crazy, dude. It um, is. With the Rolex being able to do that. But when I designed Attack One, I had Panerai in mind, and like Panerai, like has obviously has a huge cult following, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all these companies out there that make straps just for Panerai because they're like what 24 millimeter or 26 millimeter, like weirdos. Um, <laughs> but like, like really this, they're like my 42 millimeter Panerai uses 22 millimeter, um, your 22 millimeter, 22 millimeter straps, but the 44 uses like. 24 26 there's like in a weird in between and i remember guys asking me can you make the decon in 24 i'm like like dude nobody buys 24s yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah but you know i have a breitling it's actually a 25 millimeter i'm like what <laughs> but like, yeah pan ryan breitling man like weird weird strap sizing yeah um and so when i came with attack one i had the pan in mind i was like i remember seeing and reading the forums like just doing all this research yeah. and there was this company that made like 
like say like this is like a 43 millimeter watch right yeah the buckle that they made that's like this popular dive strap for panerai mm -hmm. and aftermarket is was this, like the size of like almost a, almost double i'll say it was bigger than the the face of the watch yeah and i'm like how are you gonna have a buckle that big and the buckle for my tech one is it's like i think it's like one by one one inch by one inch whatever it's a little bit yeah. thick but once i'm able to get that to be thinner like i we, we probably market the tech one a lot more when people first bought it a lot of the guys that have them like the hundred or so people that have them i think out of the hundred i think like 80 percent of them still use it and they it's one of their strongest straps whatever yeah because like when we first started like people um brooks was like lifting like hundreds of pounds with it like uh one of the guys sent me a video where he had two of them he put them on a pull-up bar he was like yeah he was doing pull-ups with it right yeah yeah um that's like our i remember when i first showed it to the guys i was like dude i can just slip it in to the buckle like four millimeters into the buckle and you're already locked in or whatever right um and yeah the decons was just to be like our secondary or whatever or like our bottom like tool watch strap yeah and then it's funny how it's like it's one of our most popular straps or whatever <laughs> and like it it annoyed me because i was like the entry-level strap that we were supposed to have was supposed to be like um like something like the tad nylon that they use yeah but like with a different texture or whatever yeah uh, but with the way business goes all these people like want to help out and uh but yeah, i'm in this weird zone where the guys that do want to help us out they got to charge what they would sell it for yeah and i'm like ain't nobody like the guys that you know help me i'm like dude people spend 65 bucks or 70 bucks for for your strap like i gotta make money off of that but i don't think i can sell that strap for like 100 bucks or whatever yeah 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 but thankfully there's like other companies that are in it now and like just watching them be at their certain price points and i'm just kind of like you know i got a, i got a fucking strap by za too because it, yeah. it was I just had to have it. I mean, I had the Seiko, right? Um, <laughs> but it, it's like seeing where the, those prices are at for the quality of straps or whatever. It's kind of like, you know, you know what? Yeah, we can't charge this much. Hey, it costs us this much or whatever. And then you see like other companies, you're like, I know who your supplier is or like, oh, I exactly. know that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, your strap is like just this other person's strap, you know, with extra steps and it's nothing special. Yeah. So I'd rather charge i rather charge this price to other guys that are ours. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I really don't mind. Like, like this is why when, uh, when I heard the first one with you and Tony, yeah. I was like, yep, like, bro, he's like, where's he from? Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I should have jumped on that or whatever. Yeah. Or when my guys talked to like, um, they did one with, uh, with the guys from Riz Cheese. Riz Cheese, yeah. And Riz Cheese. I yeah. love, like, I love their whole, like, dynamic and all that stuff too yeah and like um yeah it's just what those were like you know i'm i i when i go to sleep is when my guys wake up or whatever right yeah yeah and yeah. I, I always try to hit them with like tasks like there, a lot of them are on the east coast like luckily joey's in san diego so i could text joey till like 2 or 3 a.m maybe 2 a.m yeah. whatever right that's when yeah. he hits his limit right he's like hey, yeah. hey boss i gotta go sleep you know? yeah <laughs> um but like i make sure that like around 3 30 Three like three a.m. my time three thirty, then I'll hit Cody with a text or something, yeah. uh, or I'll wait for Cody to hit me up. He's usually like one of the first ones, or uh, or Wes Wesley. Um, he's a plank owner. He's a like honorary founder. Like the dude yeah. works hard. You know he's down for the org, and um, I always try to teach my guys or not teach 
they teach me, right? Yeah. I work for yeah. them. They teach me. I got to like set the example for them and, you know, like, hey, um, you know, ta- you know, task condition standard, right? Yeah. Um, you know, task and purpose type of deal. It's like, hey, um, I, I was able to do this, this, and this. It's like, it's not like, um, like, yeah, like we're all like, we are a corporation. We are a legitimate, like, um, like charity. We're all like on yeah. paper, super legal. We rerun it as like a firm, but it's like, I don't really tell my guys to do stuff. It's like more like, Hey, this needs to get done. Uh, I've done this, this, and this, I just need this and this from you or whatever. And yeah. that's the relationship that we have. Right. It's like, Hey, I, I am willing to work long and hard, like, and, you know, grind and not sleep uh, to make it one, make it easier for you guys. So, you know, they're older dudes and stuff like that. And they all, all got their own stuff, but I want them to be able to like receive that message, receive that guidance, whatever, and be like, boom, execute. And yeah. Cody, Cody's really good with the whole, man, that guy, like his networking is like crazy, man. Like just like naturally good at it. I mean, dude's just done all these KLEs for like 20 years, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, uh it's it's funny because like he really wants to get into like marketing that's like his like little niche that he wants to learn stuff like that and yeah. i'm like bro like have you considered project management yeah yeah <laughs> consider <laughs> like he's our liaison for everything man like yeah everything anything big picture like you know, just i throw it his way um like it's like you know the, the army we don't like the leadership in the army but yeah like that whole controlled chaos man like yeah if you can just bottle that up and just t- keep that in your back pocket like your hip pocket stuff whatever it's that that controlled chaos right taking all the information you have the even if it's a little bit of information but you get that you know you get your gotwa your five w's whatever and you're like this is what i got man execute yeah. right yeah bring me, some, bring me bring me solutions not problems yeah and even though like uh zach uh zach and joey like they're not um they're not veterans they're not first responders whatever right yeah but like they just the way that they consume knowledge the way that they can be in this same space with us and like be on the same page mentally and um like this the king of like well they have hard skills too um like yeah. education and stuff but like like uh the the soft skills that they bring like yeah and being able to talk to people being able to like um like I like I always tell Zach, like, I don't know how to do posts like you, man. Like, I can make <laughs> I can take pictures, I can do the videos, but describing what I want people to I can't do that. Like, you yeah, know, conveying has, something like, to someone. <laughs> um Joey with his customer service, Joey with like um like Joey's really good at seeing things objectively, whatever. And he was like the last founder that we brought on. There was like nine of us, right? Yeah. And like I remember like, like hey. I don't know what, about you guys, but I kind of want to bring Joey into the fold, or whatever. I think he's really essential. And it was like, it was like unanimous. Like, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Like, all of us were from a Sangin group, right? Yeah. And we're all like, we had all got like, uh, that's what we made. We had to tone it down stuff for a while because it was like, yeah. uh, dude, I was like being like, a, like it, was just, it was just like a little childish stuff. Our guys are childish. Um, dude was childish and it was just taken the wrong way type of deal. But like, you know, we ran with it. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Then we're just gonna like Sangin is like worth so much more. Like 
that's what yeah. the, I love about singing, man. You buy a singing and it's going to appreciate or maintain value. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it was good, it was almost like three or $400 above value. Yeah. And you know, like when you, if you had like a Neptune, bro, or like a yeah. first gypsy runs, like I remember dudes selling their stuff for like 3,500 bucks. Like, dude, dude that's, yeah. That's, that's, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking crazy, <laughs> man. It's crazy. The, the, it, no, but I, I think, you know, like I think that, uh, that childish uh you know mentality or like the childish uh stuff that that we that we do in, in social media i think that's what keeps it keeps it fun man because it can't always yeah. be super serious about you know like if if that was the case then only one media will exist right hodinki and that's yeah. it <laughs> you know because yeah, it, 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 it has to be it's a hobby for a reason you know it's supposed to be fun like it's not supposed to be yeah. something that, that that takes away from it so it's it's crazy like, when people complain yeah it's like uh when we made the group because we like as being the guys that we are that use our stuff being yeah. the hard men like the guys that like yeah you know been there done that got the t-shirt or still wearing the t-shirt every yeah. day still doing this whatever right these guys are getting bullied man by like people yeah. we had no business being bullied by on the internet yeah like being like these groups and like it's the same guys right we're like you know we're like oh i think i want to get into omegas hey guys so would this look good on a nato boom bully like, <laughs> like and you, you i know you've seen it right you've seen it, you yeah 100 like, man like, I, I would never i would never wear that strap oh huh, yeah whatever oh it's like a poor thing to do like well, what like yeah. i was wearing a nato strap a poor thing to do i paid the same box <laughs> that you got bro um and I was just, I was sick of it, man. I was like, like the only reason, you know, like the user shit, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, we're childish. So we're like, yeah, we're abrasive as an organization. Like we're a nonprofit organization that uses an hourglass and a skull, like every other yeah. like hype brand. Right. Yeah. But our thing was like, we're going to be abrasive. We're going to be the guys that show up with like tatted hands. And I'm like, in my hands tattooed like here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, um, like half our founders like are all tatted up and guys still doing the job still kicking indoors yeah um, yeah it was just like well we can still do stuff that's good for people and and it was never like the the flex was never a flex to be better yeah, yeah. it was always like like all these guys like even like the the plank owners are a good core group of 30 35 people in the private chat every single damn yeah. day well, yeah we're like a bunch of kids but at the same time anything something serious comes around everybody yeah. takes care of each other and like when i tell you that me and these group of like 30 30 35 people changed up like the watch game from when the market was hot like yeah. uh if you look at uh the charts where like uh, a 2254 peter blake um yeah. uh like all those like facebook dealers whatever and all that stuff like you would see the blips of when stuff stuff went up all I gotta say is there's a reason why a Peter Blake 2254 is still like three grand. Yeah, right now. still going for like uh 2800 to like 3500 But when we were buying them, they're like two grand. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, like yeah. Building that hype. And, and I'm telling you, in this group, you would see 10 or 20 of the same watch when we all went, we all got Rolexes. Like, I think we spent like a couple houses worth, like all, yeah. all in our group. <laughs> like I remember like one time we we're like, hey dude. We should, like nine of us, like, <clears throat> we should just get one 
Patek or like one <laughs> one AP, and we'll just share it. <laughs> just to be able to like say yeah. that we had it and let's see what it's about. Like that's like the next that's that's like the next tier, I think, for yeah, yeah. Um, like just the founders group in general. It's kind of like, all right, guys, <clears throat> we like we all got our Rolexes. Um, you know, we've like we've hit that uh 20k mark, whatever. Um, it's time to think about hey, how are we gonna get our first AP and stuff like that. Um, because that's the natural progression, whatever. Yeah. But, and I, it's weird because when you go, I feel like if you go that route, that Richmond route, right? The Holy Trinity route. Yeah. Uh, that's like ADWWC on steroids because like mm-hmm. celebrities are like that, right? They all help each other. Yeah. Know, like a 5171, 5711 AP, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, oh, what Royal Oak did you get? Oh, I got this one. Oh, wow. Like, and then they see each other or buy these watches for each other and their friendships last for like, ever because of yeah. watches um yeah. just seeing like i watched kevin hart's interview i watched john mayer's interviews and like yeah. seeing all the relationships they've built because of watches like like that's that's where i want to see like us get there like um people ask like where do i see awc in like five years or whatever like all right man we did we got six figures in six whatever let's try to get um like let's try to get a mill in like four years something like that or five years yeah um and because since most of my guys are retired and two other guys are about to be you know in that in that area of like they're already professionals already like kind of made it but like give yeah. them another day job that you can think about um and if it doesn't ever become like a full-on corporate position whatever then that's fine we can still run it the way that we run it now but i would like to like actually have a space that we're all working at together yeah uh, and it being like like hey that's cool we're only there like half the time or whatever because we still have our regular jobs or we're not ready to quit yet whatever but i would like a space that's ours and we go there we work we put yeah. it out this is our corporate job type of deal with the programs that we're that we've been writing um because people knew us before like you know a few months ago as the charity that gives to other charities right yeah uh, but now like we're focusing on the social services side and where it's like because we're doing collabs with people yeah and it was just like it was like a weird shift right it was like one of those things <laughs> where um they'll be choosing an, or, an organization and i remember 21 time was like like us dude help like help us like we're <laughs> a nonprofit. like we're, like we're the chair i was like oh yeah you're right like yeah we just keep giving our money away like you know it costs money to like make yeah. stuff right all, like um all the zane straps that we've been doing yeah they're like uh they're 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 awesome and stuff like that, but they're expensive. They're made in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're made in the Zane, U.S. Yeah, Zane just got retired. Um, yeah. from you know being EOD dude, and he's still doing EOD stuff now. He gets still called out for stuff, and he goes yeah. to the field. And um, yeah, man, it's just like stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, we have a bill coming up. We gotta pay. We gotta yeah. pay our guys. You know that they just made like you know 200 straps for us or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, oh, there goes our money. Oh, cool. He chose this order. Like, oh wait, we didn't keep any of that because. You know, we're just helping out other people. So now that we're like, now that we're established, you know, hitting that 5K follower mark, mm-hmm. getting our analytics right away, just building the relationships and kind of like, yeah, man, like we'll give away the money because we don't really have lights to keep on. Like we got like bills to pay for the org, um, but we just want to keep putting out dope stuff to stay relevant and stay in the same community. Um, like I saw this community as a target rich community that will spend money on something that looks dope 
you know, yeah. the guys are paying like $120 for a fog hat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, and like, I'm not going to charge you $120 for a hat. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. If you yeah. spend $120 in a hat. Um, and I, yeah, I have this conversation with our guys like all the time. They're just like, hey, we have this stuff, but there's other companies selling it. Because like, there's other companies getting it from China. Yeah, or there's yeah. other companies like super well established or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, or this other company is making stuff for other companies. Yeah. Like that's their other half of the bread and butter. So they can make a shirt for 37 bucks or whatever. And yep. I'll be fine. And then I'll, then I'll be like, well, DEF CON sells t-shirts for $120. Like I'll see anybody complaining. Y'all exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, target rich environment. Uh, but now it's like, now we're doing the hard work of like writing programs. We have the LEO program that's yeah. 99% done, 90-ish percent done. I just need to be able to make sure all the, all the you know, legal verbiage is good on that. We have a program, uh, the St. Monica's Angels. Um, so like when people are like, you know, come to the organization, come to AWC, they're like, hey, do you want to be a St. Monica's Angels or do you want to be, are you a Blue Guardian? Um, yeah. We have one that's like Wilderness Tech or where we got want guys to do like, get into like holistic health, yeah. um, alternative health options if they want to go you know, do it something different for PTSD. That's the yeah. base, like a cover. And it's like, oh, I got to fly there. Or I had to go, you know, I had to go do like a few sessions there. Or, cool, dude, we got you or whatever, right? It's going to be like grant-based, uh, grant per diem based where like people got to apply, like it's a scholarship, all those. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be another one that we provide for uh, any dependents or veterans that want to go to trade programs. Um, you want to go into welding, you want to go into like CNC, um, anything that's like up and coming, um, like uh, like the 3D printing stuff, graphene, um, yeah. anything that's like, you know, you, you'll be a plumber or whatever it is, like we'll pay for your tools, the type of deal. Um, so it, it we're hopefully trying to attract like, you know, vendors and big companies because, you know, their bottom line is they give money away to us or give away stuff that helps out with the programs. They have incentives to want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and just doing all the stuff we're doing, the hype stuff, whatever. It's just to gain that, gain the crowd, right? Um, you know, come for the cool stuff, but stay for the people. And yeah, I yeah. think that's what AWC is like really good at um, doing, right? It's like, we're edgy, like, you know, like, because everybody expects us to be um, like elitist and that is something we're not. <laughs> like, we're not loyal yeah. to like, you know, we're like, I always say I'm loyal to people, not brands. I'm loyal to people yeah. that take care of me. Um, and, you know, Jake, like we were made from Sangin, man. Like, yeah. uh, even having conversations with other watch companies that that are working with us or do want to work with us, they're just like, how come you guys haven't done anything? I'm like, dude, it's a natural course. Like, yeah. when it happens, it happens, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. They're like, there's no hate, there's no whatever, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, man, we did this all on our own. Like, nah, man, like, we came from Sangin, like almost every one of our guys, like we have like what five thousand, almost five thousand followers. Well, like majority of them have Sangin. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's like, it, yeah, like it's like a no brainer. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, yeah, it's it, we're trying to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, like we're not elitist. Like you got a Seiko, you got a Casio. Like it doesn't matter. It's not 
we don't look at stuff as bottom tier or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the only people that I am the least towards are like the guys in my group or whatever. I'm like, yeah. Um, like uh, I always like I always clown on Cody because he hates on he loves like the lineage of Rolex, right? He loves all the the you know dope tool watch history of Rolex, but he just doesn't like the way that they're um current marketing the is, current right? marketing is yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's kind of like well they're super successful man like yeah <laughs> um i'll say this though uh, you know I, I live in vegas so i see a lot of rolex um analog uh watch or like what do you call it the actual you see like a rolex yeah yeah oh crowd and you see like the little clock or whatever yeah like they have I see those, like, everywhere in, in vegas and i'm just like rolex markets man like i see it in the airport like, yeah yeah people are like oh you don't see a billboard for rolex I'm like, yeah you do man like yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, see, yeah, like, you did like um, Omega and stuff like that too. So, yeah, I, um, I used to play golf, man, before I broke my back and I, and being a broke bastard. But um, every golf course has the Rolex freaking yeah. sign on it at some mm -hmm. point somewhere. So, you know, like uh, I live, I live right by the speedway. I was there for stuff too. Like, yeah, official yeah. watch Formula One is like pretty sure it's a. Uh, I think it was um. IWC for a while, for a while and then it went yeah. to Rolex and then yeah. if I'm not wrong the Olympics has been Omega and then back to Omega, Rolex yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. like yeah the branding's there I'll like all yeah. that but I, I would always make fun of Cody I'm like man, how you gonna talk all this smack about Rolex you never own a Rolex whatever <laughs> <laughs> and like but you know it's one of those like um, the next time I get something I'm probably gonna send it his way yeah. um, and that's how we spread the knowledge though like in AWC, like I'm not the type to like clown something or whatever. I will say this. Um CWC like some of their stuff, but because I had a 2254 Peter Blake, um yeah, like I'm I don't know, I might want to get their PVD black one that they got. Um because it's like a, a blacked out uh Peter Blake um yeah. master. Um but I was like hating for a while because I like when I first looked at it, I'm like, it's like somebody took Marathon and uh, the Peter Blake Seamaster and they had a baby. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I don't know if like, it, it looks good or whatever, but I've been staring at that uh, that black one for a little while. And yeah. Guys in my group are like, rose to me, they're like, hey, man, how you going to talk smack about it if you never had it? I'm like, all right. Yeah, all, right. All, right. <laughs> all right. All right. I get it. Because um, I try to like go through everything, um, all multiple pieces. Um, make bad choice not bad choices like i'm still working off the equity deposit equity from my first uh seamaster sale of the the bond uh yeah. on her majesty's secret service whatever it's called yeah um, but yeah like you know some awesome person decided to sell it to me at retail and it was worth almost three times the amount i'm like all right let me go see what this rolex game is about yeah um but you know, even having that watch too, I was a little bit anti Rolex because of their marketing. But yeah, um, having a lot of their a lot of their watches um, now, I'm just kind of like uh, to get a Rolex that's not like anybody else's or whatever. So like yeah. like, a, like a six digit E two or something, or yeah. uh, like I almost is going to get a go back to get a no date uh, like older one four zero six zero M. Just like a swap of green bezel on it and be like, oh, I got a no date Kermit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just to have something that's different. But yeah, everybody's, you know, having modded watches and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, no, nah, that's 
I ain't gonna do that. That's gonna destroy the value so much. <laughs> and I'm not the type to be like, I don't want to make a decision and own something where I can't make money off of it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I gotta say though, like everybody expected me to flip my my Hydra. I've had the opportunity to flip it a couple of yeah. times. Um, because I kept making a joke. I was like, oh, it's like it's almost like two G's for that watch. Like I know if I just beat everybody to the punch. I could probably get it split it for like 45 or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a joke, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was telling guys, I was like, if we all bought Hydras and flipped them for 4K, yeah. that's what everybody would think the standard is for it. Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Literally yeah. have the power to do that. Yeah. If all you guys got on board. You know, yeah. I told them, all, like, like all 30 of you guys got on board when we were, when we were like flipping like Neptune and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, we have a chance to do it again. Yeah. And I was like, um, I like, I couldn't. I, I sold uh I sold it to uh like uh, one of our she's not plank owner but she's in the AWC group yeah. which is an actual uh the egress instructor over in Okinawa she's like a she like a diver diver like yeah doesn't just dive for work like I think she's go, she's taking a decon and attack one or I think just a decon to like on vacation to go like she went to go on vacation to go dive somewhere kind yeah. of yeah you know, kind of diver but um yeah, she hit me up and like like I was selling the I was really trying to trade for the brushed version because the brush hydra man. Yeah. It's like, like every time I worry, I'm like, you know, like, oh no, nah, I don't want to get an IWC. And I don't I don't want to go get a Panerai. Like, yeah, it has all those vibes, man. And yeah. I wanted to be a hater too. Um when I first started hearing like they were gonna go cushion case diver style. Yeah. Uh because Jake had said it in a group and I'm like I don't really like cushion case divers, whatever. And yeah. Because <laughs> whatever he had in mind, and he was talking about vintage watches, I'm just like, oh, great. We're going to get like a tiny watch. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Great. We're going to get like a, like a 39 millimeter watch, aren't we? Or are we going to get yeah. something that's like squarish or whatever? Yeah. But when I saw this in person um, at Shot Show, uh, I was immediately like, yo, that's a dope watch like that's gonna be sick or whatever yeah. and it's telling me about all the stuff that goes behind it like it's i'm not saying like oh i'm gonna keep it i don't know if i'm gonna keep it in my collection for like a long time or whatever but i know that when i go like let my guys see i, I want all my guys to, like experience it um probably get it engraved or whatever with our like yeah. with our crest on it and you know i mean i engraved my panerai so on the side of the case so i'll probably do the same thing to this but I know I'm already going to miss it, like, once it goes. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, when it first came out, and, like, you know, would I spend 2K for that or 3K for that? Like, it, it's hard because we try to push guys to get their grails. We're yeah. not elitists. We don't really hate on stuff. And even when, it first, um, when you start saying prices, I'm like, man, that's a lot, though, man. That's, like, you know, digging into people's grail watches or whatever, uh, yeah. the grail watch fund. Um even with our collabs that are coming up, like we're trying to stay below a certain price point. But I know yeah. our collabs that we're planning for next summer, yeah, it's, it's going to be this price. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think that's the best way to do it. Now I'm looking at it is like, hey, maybe someone's not going to buy every single watch that we come out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be one of those things where, like, you're going to want to buy it. Like, it's it's dope, man. You don't want to miss out on this one. And I yeah. hate saying that. I hate saying like, oh, you, I don't want you to miss out on it, but it's like our one that's coming out. I don't think there's going to be more than 
a hundred maid maybe or whatever. It might be something they yeah. only do once every once a year, once every other year. But talking to one of the guys uh, or talking to the main guys behind it, they're like, they're. I think the plan was, I don't think we're gonna release this colorway for anything else. If people want this color, they have to buy this collab or whatever. And yeah, yeah. like he said it, I was just like, oh, that's how you feel about it. Like that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I want to impress upon guys is like uh, the watch collabs that are coming out. Um, there, it's not just us slapping our logo on something, the way Supreme does or whatever. It's yeah. actually, it's like aesthetically, it's gonna be different. And there's going to be stuff that like, you know, you see on other watches, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, wow. Like, you're really not going to get that with another watch. You're really not going to yeah. get that feature. Or um, or just us, just like, uh, there's a company that we're talking to for a little bit. And we're telling Cody, like, you know, I'm, I'm drawing it out or whatever. Yeah. Like, I want this. It's going to have this. there, And like, then it's going to have this. Just <laughs> and like, you know, I'm expecting him to say no. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, Cody comes back and he's like, hey, man, you know, they could do this, this and this, but they're not sure about this movement or whatever, because it might cost this much. I'm like, I don't care. Like, how much is it going to cost? And they're like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, in the four digits or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a lot. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they're not in the four digits <laughs> or like, uh, or oh, they've never done this before. They're usually, okay, never mind. Don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. Bug them for that. Yeah. But for the most part, the guys, like the two companies you've been working with, we, we hit them with like a bunch of stuff. And um, is uh, it was basically all the stuff that Omega said no to. Yeah. Um, when we first started, like um, there was a whole like thing with Omega where they were like um, talking to one of our presenters like, oh, hey man, if you want like, you know, a model, AWC model, we can do it. And I'm just like, um, we, we don't even have like our first product down yet. You yeah. know, it was like, the dude, he was sold on like the message. He was sold on like already the community and stuff like that. And um, he's like an influencer himself and really big. Yeah. Um, but he actually works for corporate and he was, he just offered it. He was just like, hey man, you guys want special watches or whatever. Your minimum order is like five or 10 or something like that. And I was like, cool. And, I'll, and he's like, what did you think you would want? And I was like, uh... I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, early days, right? Um, like everything looked cool back then. But I remember exactly. I was yeah. like, I want to get our logo on the dial. And he was just like, no. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like an immediate no. He's like, what I gotta do, it's gotta go through the committee and they gotta like they gotta uh, approve and stuff like that. It's like he's like, no, they're gonna say no, man. Like, especially if you're at the C Master level. He's like, How many C Masters do you think you can sell? And I'm like, uh five or ten yeah. you know like there's nine of us i think five of us will buy them he's like well minimum order is five and then i think it was a conversation he's like if you want something on the dial because like they're not going to touch the waves so most likely you have to go with the planet ocean and i'm like all right man like none of us are going to wear a planet ocean I'll yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. Kind of, that yeah. thing is like it's like a reverse tutor it's like a yeah, yeah, tutor. Yeah. everything's matte on the tutor but everything on the planet ocean is super shiny super shiny it's like yeah. six millimeters thick yeah i'm like ain't none of us going by that man he's like yeah, yeah. He's like that's the only way um you can maybe get something on the dial but like a lot of people don't know that but that was our first foray into um getting into a custom watch or whatever yeah and being able to like 
not learn from it, but kind of like, oh, well, if they can't do it, but then I see Breitling and Tudor and you know, they pretty much do everything for, on a dial. Then yeah. like, if you look at the, the Breitling Secret Service one, um, it's on a Colt. Like mm -hmm. that that badge that's on there is like full color. I think it's like 3D. Like, yeah. yeah, there's companies that go like, I don't know what, just what Rolex does for like all the shakes and the royal family in mm -hmm. like uh you know in Sa like uh saudi and in dubai and stuff like that and i was looking at their models i'm like that is a full color flag dude yeah like, that is like like come on man you gotta tell me you don't actually do that but the stuff they do for you know behind the scenes or for just accommodate people i think is like really cool but yeah. i just wish stuff like that was more like more mainstream or whatever more mainstream yeah 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 and more like because i remember talking um People are like, oh, how come you don't go to this brand? I'm like, oh, well, this brand said yes, but 50 people are going to buy it, you know, whatever exactly. this brand yeah, yeah. is going to be expensive, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. GBRS group, I remember like they were talking about watches and doing something and I'm like, and they said it, they said it better. They said it best. It was like, yeah, we really like Rolex or, you know, or something in Panerai. He's like, but it's just going to be for like the five or 10 people that we know. Or what, exactly. You know? Yeah. And and that's one of the things where like I think offering the tiered system where people are like, and I'm just seeing this now, like the last like month and a half or so, like realization of like, hey, you know, we'll offer something at this level, we'll maybe offer quartz or whatever it is, but it's just one of those where we don't want to be elitist or whatever, even though people yeah. expect us to like have like a Breitling or a tutor possibility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it, it's okay, cool. It's cool. Like I don't care. If you only sell five or whatever it is yeah um but i want us to be able to like i want a case or like one of those like wolf winders whatever yeah. in my future office one day and then like every single one of those is going to be an awc collab like yeah. at the end reach like five five to seven like one watch for every day of the week say if i don't own any of my girl watches and i only own our collab watches then it's something i want, I want to be like you know one from one from every swiss powerhouse whatever right or one from every like major brand mm -hmm. and and it, i want i want it to be able to like to be a journey right like, oh look this is where we started this is where we at now you know exactly yeah, yeah um and i rather ha i rather it happen in the next like five to ten years or whatever and i always tell guys there's certain people who are like oh why would you go in debt for a watch or whatever? i'm like dude your money's just money at the end of the day yeah. and i'd rather have those memories now like i rather have worn a nice watch at my wedding right i wore it for <laughs> all right guys like i could i could have bought somebody like i could have bought bitcoin yeah right like yeah. i was in that generation so yeah like you know make the little choices now that you know to get your watch that you want um it's a niche group but like I'm like you know what my, my dad passed away he left me like watches and yeah i know i would never wear so I would, but every time I buy a Breitling now, it's like, I'm like, yeah, that's for my dad. I remind yeah. my dad forever. Um, yeah. That uh, when I got a Super Ocean, so like I I almost will always have a Breitling in my collection. I'll probably never get a tag again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would tag for me, man. And I just assumed all tag watches were like that, and then yeah. then I started getting to watches and finding out like stuff about tag too, and I'm just yeah. like, man, like yeah, it was just never meant to be. Like even like my father that adopted me um he passed away a couple of years ago and i was looking at his watch collection 
uh, a bunch of Seikos and then like a bunch of tags. And I was like, all right, well, well, this is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Seiko, so, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, like tag got ruined for me. Maybe yeah, yeah. I like some other aqua racers. I like that one of our founders had, he had a Pepsi GMT for like 24 hours. <laughs> it was a pepsi gmt tag aqua racer and like i was so sad dude because like i was so down to like trade him like i knew he wasn't like, gonna keep it long yeah. it was so quick he like flipped it within like a day or something and that's how i knew it was special like yeah. it's been on my mind ever since he got it so i kind of i kind of want one and i also don't like orange and black together yeah but there's an aqua racer that i've seen yeah, yeah. deep sea edc have and i'm like yeah. oh i kind of I kind of want to see what that's about or whatever, but yeah, that you'll probably see me pick that up. You know, I'll, I'll, tonight I'm gonna go look to see what actual <laughs> reference it is, and I'll see if I'll. It, it looked cool, dude. Yeah, it does. It looked it like does. um, like it looked like really just modern, like a modern mm-hmm. um Pepsi GMT, and just a better like a a brighter, a brighter take of than what um what they got what Rolex has now because like it's really nice. I really like that. That red and blue, they got the way to do their uh serichrome and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I saw the Aqua Racer one, I was like, is it ooh? Hold on. Yeah. I mean, not like tag, but yeah, it's the first time for everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the first <laughs> time for everything. So, the first time for everything. Yeah, no, it's um uh, the Pepsi, the Pepsi colorway is uh, is something that that definitely does uh appeal to a lot of people because it's uh it's, it's it's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. It's, it's a lot of brands. Yeah. Do that uh that colorway. But yeah, man, freaking we've been at it for like almost three hours now, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um dude, I really appreciate you. I it's it's been overdue. I really appreciate you coming by, man. And yeah, dude. Uh, and dropping by. And we gotta do it again, man, because we could probably bust out at least two three more episodes of these yeah man I'm, with the same I'm length down, so like, <laughs> i know yeah, we man. had like a whole like 45 minutes 45 hour, minutes before like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it, it can be one of those things where um like well, well you know we'll just tie it in with like one of our programs whatever yeah and like where i've like been doing this helping veterans stuff for free for a long time and yeah. you know where i work at now like yeah you know it's obviously something that i'm really passionate about and we can tie with your journey too like it's gonna be coming up real soon you know yeah for sure it's gonna be coming up pretty soon (laughs) (laughs) so i'm I'm pumped about that so yeah man i appreciate you and um and and we'll definitely do it again and freaking keep killing it with awc man because I, i gotta tell you like uh it's 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 um it's a community that that fucking it, it was definitely needed because you know people can say all they want about in the watch world about all oh, this watch meetups and stuff and some of them are good and some of them are bad but freaking you know that something that military people people that actually like i guess blue collar job people that are interested in this hobby they actually use their watches there was no group for that for that group yeah, man. of people before so yeah they're every, we were all just getting bullied man yeah <laughs> by people i'm talking <laughs> by people who had no business being bullied yeah man. i'm like bro your chin ain't seen your other chin for like yeah, exactly years. <laughs> you bullying me bro like 
like you know the dudes that like they put on they do a little wrist check whatever but like you yeah. know the, the whole the crown's being covered exactly by the wrist, you know what i'm saying exactly I'm like, damn but i'm yeah. getting roasted by this dude right now man. yeah 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 100 man 100 dude I, I i've seen it i've seen it so yeah i appreciate you man i appreciate the 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 community that awc has brought uh to the watch world for sure man yeah thanks for having me brother yeah for sure man and for everyone hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh it may be divided into two i don't know i know it's a long episode but we'll do it again we'll get you a couple of more episodes and uh and and hopefully you guys enjoyed it so see you guys soon yeah use your shit all right guys use your shit hell yeah